Alphabet Fly, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Sean. Hey, how's it going, man? It's going fine. So uh, you are a new a new person on this, so I'm going to let you do a little bit of plugs up front. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, I'm Sean Ross. I am the co-host of Marvel Superhero Secret Wars and Beyond on the Pulp to Pixel Podcast Network. We cover every issue of every Marvel Superheroes uh, Secret Wars miniseries, covered all of Volume 1, which is beautiful. We are almost done with Volume 2, which is less beautiful, but pretty in its own way. <laughs> and we will... I mean, I mean, anything where Spider-Man teaches someone how to poop is uh, is a real good... Good run. You know, and, and I, I, that was my argument for doing it too. And, and, and in digging, I have a little bit of Stockholm syndrome because in digging through Secret Wars 2, as awful as it is, I've started to recognize the beauty. So I, I, you know, we're almost done there. And then we will be moving on to volume three, the, the seminal Jonathan Hickman, Esad Ribic run. And, uh, yeah, you can find those on the Pulp to Pixel podcast network. We also have a couple other shows, uh, Dial G for Gamer, which is a superhero gaming show. And uh, welcome to Astro City, which covers Kurt Busiek and Brent Anderson's Astro City run. I, I don't know if this is untoward, but I would definitely want to be on at least one episode of the the Hickman thing. Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite runs of comics, like almost ever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm t- I, I'd already booked you in, man. We we <laughs> in our conversation before we started recording, when we started talking Hickman, I was like, oh, cool, future guest. He doesn't know this, but future guest. <laughs> okay, because I definitely want to be on one, mostly because I love Doctor Doom. Oh, yeah. Um, I love God Emperor Doom. Oh, me too. May he forever reign. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, it's just, I love that Hickman was just like, hey, does everyone want some toys? Here's some toys. Right things, please. <laughs> it has some of the best tie-ins, I think, as well. Oh, yeah. It's um, brilliant, and I can't wait for us to get to it, especially coming off of Secret Wars 2, which is... Oh, my God. I can't... Like, the thing that I love about the most is, like, towards the end, when, like, Doom is just like, I was a god, it was unbecoming, and just goes off to be maybe into one of the better comics i think that came out that year infamous iron man yeah oh yeah so yeah but uh we're not here to talk about <laughs> someone who i love dr doom uh we're here to talk about sidewinder sidewinder all right <laughs> a guy which is like in the beginning of this podcast we talked about a lot of snaky ladies and a lot of snaky dudes <laughs> um and this is uh one of the er snaky dudes <laughs> that started it all um, so what do you know about Sidewinder? Well, I know he has an awesome collar. He pops an awesome collar. Uh, he is part of, I'm assuming because he is a snake villain in the Marvel Universe, he is, of course, part of the Serpent Society. Uh, in fact, I think he's the leader, right, of the Serpent Society? One, one of them. Of, one of them. The, yeah, he, before he molts. Uh, he's yeah. one of the members of the Serpent Society. So, of course, you think Serpent Society, he's fought Cap. Uh, he has fought in the... He's fought mostly Cap. And then Cap again. <laughs> and then he also fought Cap. Yeah, I'm thinking he fought Cap and in the Grunwald run and then probably disappeared for years. And um, that's – I mean, he is – he's a snake-themed villain, which means he, of course, must have worked for the Roxen oil company because anything serpenty comes out of Roxen. And uh, I'm assuming he got defeated by Cap and uh, probably Diamondback, right? Is this the era where she jumped ship from the Serpent Society to, uh, to Cap's side? Um, I think so. Maybe. Hmm. I, I'm a little sketchy on this era. I'm going to be honest. 
Um, I know 70s and b- before, and like late 90s and now, which is why I like reading this because I'm just like, ooh, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but uh, but yeah, Sidewinder. Um, do you have an idea what he looks like besides the collar? Because let me tell you, it's Rogati. Oh yeah, he's not afraid of a lot of look. He uh, he definitely. <laughs> He definitely is embracing his his evil Marvel character. So, if I had to describe him, it, you remember the original Jurassic Park when the guy that Newman from Seinfeld comes across that cute little dinosaur, and then it suddenly pops its collar and it sprays acid in his face. That's kind of what he looks like. He looks like the open dinosaur collar with Ben Grimm's eyebrows and uh, scroll chin, and then and then honestly. Yeah. Namor's love of open abbed costume. I mean, that's kind of how I would describe him. You know what? It might be open abbed. Is he red? Is I he think, actually no, I red? I think it's open abbed. I think he is fully embracing his uh, serpent muscular, oh, okay. you know, build. See, I can't tell because his head is red. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he has a red body. And I was just like, that's close. Yeah, it's close enough. But it might not be. It might not be, but here's what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, I think no, I think he is. Um, I think he's wearing. He's got these like purpley blue accent colors that are covering like the upper part of or lower part of his leg and his groin. I think everything else is open air, man. I think he, <laughs> I think he is like letting it shine. I'm gonna maybe fight you on that, but it, in my head, I don't want to. Yeah, in my head canon, he's really body positive, and he's just putting himself out there for everyone to see. <laughs> Okay. Well, so <clears throat> his real name is Seth Volker. Volker? V O E L K E R. I go with Volker. It sounds cooler. Volker. Okay. Seth Volker. He is uh, a former college professor, former financial analyst, now a professional criminal. I would say he was a criminal when he was totally a financial analyst, thing. but you know, it's whatever. <laughs> His secret, his secret identity. He has a secret identity. Uh, he has no criminal record, and uh, his birthplace was Kenosha, Wisconsin. Another proud member of the Midwestern accented <laughs> villains that no one will ever capitalize on. Um, but ladies, I, I would um, I imagine like he looks like one of those people who would say he's aggressively uh, straight. So. Um, He's single, so ladies, I guess. If you yeah, he's a, he's a catch. He's got some like abs. He pops a collar. <laughs> yep, yep. He's definitely a catch, <laughs> I would say. Um, he has no known relatives, and he's a former member of the uh, Serpent Squad 3, but a current leader of the Serpent Society. So... Uh, I think the first person who got on the serpent, uh, the snaky villain team was uh, Cobra, who was a Thor villain. And I guess someone was just like, yo, I don't know, <laughs> there's a bunch of snake people. Let's, <laughs> um, But he's the Serpent Society, which is basically the larger. Well, it's nice that they found each other, you know, you know group of formed a community. Later turned into the Serpent, uh, serpent Corporation when they became. Uh, legally criminals by becoming a uh, consulting firm who was also who was also uh funding a super racist serpent squad team on the border harassing 
micro That was the uh, Sam Wilson Captain America run. Sam Wilson. No, I really like that, and I and I'm kind of mad that they made a a Kappa young guy again. I would have liked him in a Nick Fury role, <laughs> but whatever. He first showed up in Marvel Two and One. Eh, sorry, Marvel Two and One, uh, number sixty four, in June nineteen eighty, from the depths. And this was a. Well, of course mm-hmm. the thing was in it, because it's a Marvel 2-in-1, and the Stingray. Oh. He was recently brutally murdered by... Uh, oh, That's by a hard Namor. moment, man. Uh, yeah, I have, a, a cool I have a section for Stingray. Yeah, and he has like a weird, f- both flying and <laughs> aqua thing, which is just like, cool, I guess. Yeah, but he was brutally murdered. He was on the Avengers yes, yeah. for yeah. five minutes. I think his... <laughs> By the way, read the current run of uh, of Avengers, please. It's really good. Jason Aaron's knocking it out of the park. I get my I get my uh, angry Namor, uh, angry Namor, who I love the most, and also my favorite. Most of my favorite Soviet superheroes are in there because he brought back the Winter Guard. Whatever, and you get a drunk Ursa Major, and there's nothing better that, at a dinner than having a drunk bear. <laughs> And he's a leader. He's a leader because yeah. there's no there's no vanguard there to lead. So he's a leader, <laughs> and he's just an angry bear who's drunk all the time. And he apparently doesn't like to turn back into a dude. I I think he's a bear who turns into a human. I think that is his superpower. I do not think it's the other way around. <laughs> I don't I don't know if they actually say that or not. So I can't. <laughs> I have to go through a bunch of like old Captain America and Avengers to to prove you wrong. But no. <laughs> But um, but yeah, basically, it looks like the story for this was um, Alicia was kidnapped, and then the Sandman was kidnapped, and then uh, Ben breaks up with Alicia, and then he kind of teams up with um, he kind of teams up with the Stingray um at some point. But uh, another good run of comics that are out right now is the uh, the Marvel Tune one. It's uh-huh. just the thing, or actually, it's not even the thing. It's just the Fantastic Four doing like family stuff together, but also fighting a villain. Sometimes it's pretty good. The Johnny Storm and uh, Sue Storm one was good. Yeah, I think that's the most recent one. That's actually the final issue of that book. Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah. No, they they because the Fantastic Four is back. They've ended that book. But I liked it. I liked it too. It was almost like a little like Fantastic Four team up. Yeah, the the Ben and and Reed issue eleven was fantastic, and the Johnny and Sue issue twelve was great too. But it was that yeah that book just ended. I didn't know. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's why I came on the show to crush your dreams. <laughs> well, so so the history is one paragraph. So this is going to be fun. Um, oh, okay. I just realized he had no powers. <laughs> So Seth Volker was an untenured uh, college-level economics teacher who was dismissed from his position and applied for a job as a financial analyst at one of Roxon's uh, Rox. I almost said Roxon Mobile, uh, <laughs> Roxon <laughs> Roxon Oil Company's major branches. So he was definitely a criminal. Because um, who works for an oil company? Yeah, exactly. As on the top levels. After getting the job, he was soon aware of the scope of some of Roxanne's uh, extra legal activities. I did a look to the screen because, because, <laughs> because, 
because they all have extra legal yeah. activities. Um, eventually, he was uh, tired of his position and he volunteered to train and or mutagenically alter <laughs> himself at the mutagenic lab at Roxon subsidiary brand corporation. A, a small device was implanted in his body, which would permit him to mentally activate a dimensional aperture uh, circuitry incorporated in his cloak. What is it lately with just technology being put in cloaks that don't need yeah. to be in cloaks? Put it on his chest. Put it in a glove. Don't put it or, on a cape. Yeah, that can give be him a smart off. poncho, maybe. <laughs> like, embed it in his chest. Like, put it in that yeah. on his arm. It's so many better things to put it in. Like, we talked about Sabra, who has, like, jet engines and her cape, and I'm just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> like... Give her yeah, a jetpack. Exactly. Yeah, let's let's not make the the superpowers tear away. <laughs> That's not a great idea. Yeah, like just be smart. We just talked about the shocker, who after many years of being very mediocre but very confident, finally put his uh, put his instead of having gloves, he put it in his <laughs> costume, which is you have to literally rip yeah, off. No one of wants him, that. Which is a harder <laughs> task. Well, Dominic Fortune ripped it off of him. That works. So, yeah, he just had a surgically implanted thing, which could have also been implanted with the device. But, uh, and he can, like, basically teleport or travel sideways through interdimensional space, which is actually similar mm -hmm. to what Nightcrawler does. He became the leader of the New Serpent Squad and was uh, assigned to recover the Serpent Crown. And when his teammates were trapped in an undersea rock slide, he abandoned them and escaped with the crown and turned into the then uh, Roxxon president, Hugh Jones, for the reward, and in, and invested the money shrewdly. And then he uh, he make, began plans to organize a business enterprise for, for extraordinary criminals like himself. <laughs> okay, brag. You need, you need a magic cloak. And you don't use magic. He called it the Serpent Society, so basically former colleagues of the Serpent Squad became his first members, and uh, he currently spends all his time managing Serpent Society affairs and rescuing his operatives. I like to think of him as the middle management of supervillains. Like, I really like this idea that he's like a associate vice president of evil doing or something. Like, he's it's 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 really. I mean, it is it is an interesting take that he gets these power. You know, he's a he's a professional. You know, he's a professor. He gets these quote-unquote powers he's you know uh technology and then he invests and forms a business like it's kind of cool it's like hey let's follow the through line of his character that's exactly what an economics professor would do if he got superpowers so I, I don't i think it's interesting i think he is suddenly far more interesting to me than he would have been otherwise he's interesting in the same way yeah. that the power broker is I don't think you need him up front you need him being behind the scenes but to have him show up occasionally Mm -hmm. And puts an interesting wrinkle, wrinkle, in a story. Um, so yeah, I th I'm going to provision uh, uh, provisional. <laughs> you're okay <laughs> right now, mostly because like I, I'm not also not a real big fan mm -hmm. of uh, Cap, Captain America, um, and uh, apparently most of the things he did for a very long time was just fight uh, yeah. people who dressed <laughs> up as snakes. <laughs> like that was. His main thing for a very long time. 
Yeah, I was collecting Cap in the 80s, the Mark Grunewald run, and it, it is literally, it's lousy with serpent villains. Like every other issue, he's fighting some snake-themed villain, and I was like, uh, is Cap a mongoose? Like I don't understand what – though. it's just bizarre. <laughs> That's my my – I think one of my main issues with Captain America is you have to kind of keep him local in his comic. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't have a lot of, like, super good villains outside of Nazis. Mm-hmm. And you can only keep so many of those Nazis alive after a certain point yeah. for it to be, like, believable. And, um, yeah. That's why I thought it was cool when he was turned into an old man. And uh, then then, uh, then Nick Spencer came around and decided to <laughs> write him like a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I, I currently kind of like Captain America because he's kind of like, like he's just like no, I fight for like the world mm-hmm. now, and you know he's not stepping into a leadership role, but, uh, but you know I, I'm always kind of iffy on him. I really like Sam Wilson. I do too, and um, as Cap. I actually liked Bucky Barnes as Cap. I, I it's it's interesting. Uh, no. Cap is more interesting to me when it's not Steve Rogers. Yeah, well, it's kind of like it's well to go back to a conversation we had before. Like Hal Jordan, I don't like mm-hmm. him, and I like it better when other people are Green Lantern. But like his supporting cast is really yes, good. yeah, absolutely. Um. So, also, I just think Jeff Johns like to remind everyone that like his dad died in a plane accident like every couple issues, and that got really it annoying. Kind of did, yeah. Like it was just like it was just like he could be like looking into open air, and be like, "My dad could have died in that air," <laughs> or "My dad wore a jacket." Oh man! Oh, I'm looking at a grave. My dad's dead, <laughs> and it just, and it was just like and it felt like that was like every two issues. <laughs> you're you're yeah, you're you're totally right. I mean, it's 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 mean, but it's right. And what's funny is like the hundred issues of Green Lantern prior to that, I don't know that we ever get a mention of it, or if we do, it's once. And then, yeah, you're right. It becomes like a daily event. Yeah, it's it's pretty, it's 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 pretty overdone. Also, like I'd also like to remind everyone that, like in the '80s, when Green Lantern and Green Arrows teaming up, like Green Lantern was supposed to be like the like at the '50s styles, fuddy duddy, like conservative mm-hmm. and and stuff, and like I that kind of carried over. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I guess I mean I guess he's not racist, but I guess he probably would be if they were allowed to make him racist. Yeah, I mean I think I think <sighs> Hal Jordan is definitely the worst Green Lantern. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that he's the lead, you know, because he was the first one created. But I, I think I think most people would agree that's the least interesting thing about it. And so yeah, and back to Cap, man. So so Sidewinder fights Cap as part of the Serpent Society many times but at some point he retires right like doesn't he doesn't he stop super villainy at this point i'll have to look at the at this point like he in the 80s uh, uh-huh. when this was out um he thought about being in the he thought about being in the thunderbolts but mm-hmm. didn't and he's kind of just not around really um he shows up he shows up in the new Ultimates for like seven issues when they were fighting. Um, this was a Marvel, uh, Marvel now new Ultimates. Like when they were, they had a not the Ultimates mm-hmm. team, which was like Cap and I'm um, named Cap, Captain Marvel and Blue Blue Marvel and stuff like that. But um, but it was like 
it was kind of like they attempted to bring back Cloak and Dagger like one more time before they forgot about <laughs> them and stuff. And I, I'm going to be honest, as much as I love Cloak and Dagger, the current run is yeah. meh. And I wanted it to be better. Uh, but but no. I like hopefully the next run is good. They're getting done with their first arc soon. But um but yeah, he shows up in the Exiles a couple of times. Well, one time showed up in Amazing Spider-Man. Mm, he's not in a lot. Showed up in the Electra comic. That was that was decent, but I don't really like the hand that much as villain, so I didn't read it a lot. But um but yeah, he can just kind of just uh doesn't really show up a lot. He he's more of a background character and and stuff. But uh, okay. let's get to his deets. So he's five nine, uh, has blue eyes. He's bald and weighs one eighty. He does moderate exercise. Um, he has no superhuman powers, and uh, let's let's uh, talk about this extremely dumb <laughs> cape he has. Because they have more information on the cape than they have his backstory. Cape's more interesting. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. So he wears a cloak with highly sophisticated electronic equipment that in some way, as yet unknown, creates a dimensional discontinuity in this reality and in a certain other reality. I would like to know what that other reality is. Mm -hmm. Is it the same reality that Nightcrawler goes to? Yeah, the little bamps running around everywhere. Yeah, that'd be cool. What if there's little sidewinders also? <laughs> and the Bamps and the sidewinders are fighting. We are already making him a better character. <laughs> oh, if you get the chance, go back to my Cyclops episode where I was just like, hey, I don't like Cyclops. I'm going to talk about my Mojoverse uh, Space Jam inspired story. <laughs> and um, and one of the plot points would be well, like one of the alien things that he get to steal the powers mm -hmm. as uh, they describe Nightcrawler. And uh, they get a bamf instead, so like the, the, so like it turns into like a tiny teleporting thing. That's awesome. Good stead, and uh, and then Nightcrawler helps with the main team. <laughs> I forget who we had on the main team, but it was uh, I think it was Strong Guy, uh, Havoc, Nightcrawler, Colossus, and someone else. I forgot who, but but yeah, listen to that episode. <laughs> they do so. They put so much into this. The particular dimension he creates has a slightly differing space-time convergence, so like one foot equals about five feet in this universe. Sounds a lot like Nightcrawler's universe. Yeah, it really he, does. He goes Except he can port much yeah. farther. Uh, Sidewinder yeah, can. Go much, yeah, he can't do that much. Um, and by moving in and out of this and that one, it's possible that he can cover great distances mm -hmm. with relatively little effort. So basically he has to just run. I mean, he's um, just a MacGuffin. I mean, he, he's a he's a he's how they get from one place to another. Yeah, like like every like a lot of teams need a teleporter. Exactly. Like the only reason Manifold was brought out of like retirement was because Hickman needed a teleporter. I mean, that's exactly it. He's <laughs> looking at on the page. He's like, well, how do I get them from you know from South Africa to Wisconsin? You know, in in one one leap, and it's like, oh, I need Manifold. Yeah, Sidewinder. I I do think though. There's potential in this character. It kind of reminds me of DC had a character in the 80s called the Calculator. And uh, you know, very very silly. He had this like <laughs> he had like a basically a number pad on his chest and this protruding thing off his head, and he'd punch numbers in and it would create, you know, basically he was Quasar, 
with numbers. He was math Quasar because Quasar wasn't nerdy enough. And he'd punch these numbers into his chest and these, you know, shapes would come out. And then in the 2000s, they came along and they're like, yeah, that's all silly. Let's make him basically evil Oracle. Let's make him like the planner, the guy who helps them, you know, launder their good, their ill-gotten goods. And, and, and let's make him the business end of being a bad guy. And Sidewinder seems like he has that same potential, uh, which I think is pretty cool. So I, I think there's potential here. Just, you know, unfortunately, he dresses up like a snake. No, I don't think I, – I, I think like I, like you could do a really cool story surrounding him. I don't think it needs to be long. No. long. I don't think he's going to be like the end game. But but like I think you could do something just like with yeah. Power Broker. Um, It's just I think there's a place for characters like this in comics. Like honestly, I think what would be kind of cool would to just have like – just have like a like comedy like Loki like mini series about like maybe like the business side of supervillainy. That would be awesome. How frustrated he gets with like people not turning in their receipts and you know. <laughs> so because like he's funding the operation, he really is, and like he has to do the investments and he has to make sure that his operatives are able to go around so he can you know keep a steady income and like similar with like I think that would be kind of fun. It would be amazing. Like, is there a workers' comp for supervillains? Like, if, if Cap punches you so hard that, you know, you break a rib, do you have to file a form with, with Sidewinder? Yeah. I, I think we've, we've struck gold, man. I think this is a this yeah. is a, a good miniseries for Marvel. And, like, I think with some of the writers we have, like, maybe even get, like, a former business dude, uh-huh. like, to write it. And, like, get the, get the bureaucracy down, because you know he's into bureaucracy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he loves a, he loves a form, and he loves, you know, yeah. an inbox. <laughs> so, so like, you know, maybe I would like to see that. It would be fun to see, but I don't know if they're going to do it. I feel like if they were going to do something like that, they could do it now. Just, like, how I want, like, another damage control comic. Yeah. Like, you know, let's do that stuff, please. Like, you don't, it doesn't have to all be superheroes and supervillains punching each other. It can be the frustration behind it. <laughs> I think it'd be great. I think you get Gail yeah. Simone to write it or Dan Slott. Somebody who's got a good yeah. sense of humor. Yeah. Or, I mean, you could probably even do it with Nick Spencer. Oh, yeah. Well. And Superior Foes of Spider-Man was a great book. For all the, for all the yeah, crap and- he takes, that was a great book. Well, you know, the only reason he took crap is because he went so hard into Nazi cap when people were like, hey, like, this isn't like the coolest thing you've done. And he just went super hard yeah, into it. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's the only reason I will give him crap. Now, his amazing Spider-Man run, pretty yeah. fun. So, like, I, I will give him crap for that. But, like, honestly, like, when he's not being a baby about people criticizing him, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, but, but yeah, uh, basically, he can... Like if he if he if he travels more than like twenty feet in that other dimension, like he gets a headache. That's a small price to pay. So he doesn't really do it that often. Mm-hmm. So like he kind of just does like small hops most of the time. So he can kind of send other people and objects into that by draping the cloak around him. He cannot transfer anything that he can't completely drape around his cloak though. So you know if he wants to just like put some babies in another dimension, he can easily <laughs> do that. <laughs> Then um, he has a uh, the circuitry of his cloak is a solid state version of the more in advanced Imph projector, uh, which was developed by uh, the Imph Command, which is a Roxon subsidiary. 
See, I feel like you can just play around with yeah. stuff like this. Be like, hey, do we have the licensing rights for this? Be like, no, well, like if we change it enough, maybe we can use it. <laughs> and stuff and like, you know. And just do the villainy part. Because like the the thing the thing about villainy and nowadays is it's much easier and much more profitable to be a white yeah, collar exactly. criminal. And like bring yeah. that side. Cause it's because the record like have bring in like have him like or like the power broker or something like have to like rein in the uh the wrecking mm-hmm. crew be like hey i needed you to destroy this one particular piece of equipment uh, this property so i can actually yeah. buy it for cheap you did a little bit too much now <laughs> st- you know like have them be frustrated with their dumb brutes. i think it's great you say it's basically the <laughs> office but set in roxon i mean i think it's i think it's yeah it'd be great yeah and, the, and like dc tried to do that mm-hmm. but failed and i feel like if we got like i feel like in comic form you can do it oh yeah it's because I feel like there is, I feel like there was going to be a damage control uh, show that was in like the works for a long mm-hmm. time and just never happened. Hope someone does. Well, it. I mean, after Powerless, <laughs> I don't know if you know after that DC show that was what it was called right? Was it Powerless or what was the Powerless? Yeah, that was awful. Yeah, yeah it was bad, and I, like I was just like, yeah, this kind of sounds kind of cool. Well, it had a great cast, like, but it was awful. Yeah, just yeah, I think they ruined it for a while. He has a cloak that can teleport, and he can't go that far. Like <laughs> it's attic. So I think we're pretty yeah. much done. Yeah, I think that. I think we just spent more time on Sidewinder than the people who created him. <laughs> uh, I think we did. I think we did. I just, I just uh, can see the uh, possibility. Oh, me too. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, so uh, I guess we're going to do plugs. All right. Well, uh, once again, uh, I'm the host of Marvel Superhero Secret Wars and Beyond, and you can find that on the Pulp to Pixel Podcast Network. And like I said, we've recorded all of volume one and you can check those episodes out if you brave secret wars 2 which actually recording the show is a blast to to really examine secret wars 2 which might be both the best and worst thing written in human history uh those episodes are up as well and then like i said stay on board for for volume three well my name is jesse i have a podcast called creepy critters where i talk about cryptids with a guest or two um i also have a little cryptid myself my cat (laughs) who has four thumbs and uh, uh, you can look at pictures of uh, Dexstar <laughs> on my Instagram at marvelous mooch. And also newly, newly mint. I have a newly minted Instagram for alphabet flight, which is just alphabet flight. If you search it up, um, which will also. So if you want to get the previews and stuff like that, so I'll try to be posting a little bit more on that since it's on my phone. I can kind of take pictures and do other things a little bit easier than, than with my Twitter, which I do not have on my phone for mm-hmm. reasons. Um, so um, if you like to see the, uh, uh, if you'd like to be in other places, you can go to my Facebook group at uh, the HodgePod group, or you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter. Uh, if you'd like to support me financially, you can go to my Patreon, uh, which is in the description. Uh, for if I get enough money on there, which is twenty five dollars to cover my hosting fees, I will uh, do an extra episode a week where we cover the pets of Marvel in the Marvel Pets Handbook. That's awesome. Besides that, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Madcap show you how truly meaningless life is. Good night. Oh.